On this week's show, Chris Hotomy returns, and we're talking Spec Script Seattle, Survivor, plus a Transformers Christmas Carol. All that and more right now on this all new episode of Mike Cybert Radio. Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. Spec Script is the podcast where someone writes an episode of a TV show they've never seen before, and folks read it out loud, live in front of an audience. Uh, Chris Hotomy is the co-host of Spec Script, and he was able to give some of his time Sunday afternoon before their performance of Spec Script The Newsroom to talk about the return of Spec Script Seattle on December 19th for an episode on the reality show that started it all, Survivor. Hey Mike, it's Chris. How do I uh, sound? Oh, you sound pretty good. Cool. I'm kind of outside right now. Oh, man. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Yay. That's pretty good. You got yeah. a house, right? Yeah, man. It's uh, it's yeah. it's really exciting. It's it's one of those things where it's um, uh, gosh, I don't I don't even know how to articulate it because like um, we've uh, uh so my wife and I this this isn't our first house. You know, it's like, you know, we bought the house that we're living in now. We bought a new house to kind of cut down on my commute a little bit. We kind of wanted a change of scenery. Uh, We had been living in Federal Way for uh, 16 years. Yeah. And and it was just one of those things where it was time to just kind of take the sandbox and shake it up a bit. Um, Yeah. And which is super cool, but we've we've got ourselves in this uh, unique position where we're um, we've taken possession of the new house, but we haven't moved in yet because we're doing uh, some remodeling. We're getting uh, getting some new yeah. doors. We're refinishing the floors, doing some painting, you know, a handful, a bunch of other little stuff as well. But never before in our lives have we had the opportunity to kind of do this at our leisure. It's always always been like living through a remodel and like trying to pack up and move on the go. Um, And now it's a little different because uh, there's um, since it's going to take the doors just by themselves, like eight weeks Uh to be fabricated. We're kind of like in this weird um, uh, almost leisurely pace of working on the new house, packing up the old house and it's it's very weird because there's not really a whole lot of sense of urgency, which you would think would be less stressful. That's that's the way we planned mm-hmm. it. It's like, you know, we've got this opportunity to, you know, just, you know, not live through construction and just, you know, breathe easy and relax. I got to tell you, Chris, I'm out of my damn <laughs> mind with anxiety because it's oh. like since I don't have actual sense of urgency, it's like I'm trying to 
trick myself into manufacturing urgency. So it's like I'm getting like yeah. really wiggy about stuff for like no reason. And it's it, it's so bizarre um, because like what, what I need to do is just believe in the plan because it's a really good plan. <laughs> but um, yeah. but yeah, it's it, it's just something that my wife and I have never experienced before. And I, I speaking just for myself, um, my brain doesn't quite know what to do with that. <laughs> It's like I just I it's doing something at a leisurely pace is just weirdly counterintuitive for me. It's bizarre. Um, no, I, I really get that because there was some stuff with the festival that was like that earlier this year where it was or some earlier this month. But it was I've heard that a lot of from like TV friends and like movie friends where it's like hurry up and wait. Yes. It's the most stressful thing where you're like if you have momentum, then you never have that moment to like second guess yourself or like overanalyze but if like there is this long period where you can't actually make any material progress it's just it it's your mind is just gonna gnaw at itself in circles Mm -hmm. um you're like a like a like a dog left at home with no one caring about it uh that's a great analogy It is. It's a little bleak, but that's your mind. Minds are bleak. <laughs> quite, yeah. quite so. Quite so. Uh, yeah. So that being said, um, you know, since uh, since you do have uh, the big show tonight uh, for Spec Script, the newsroom, that'll that will be in the past. Um, uh, by the time this goes out, you guys will have already done the show. But anything in particular you want to uh, uh, mention about that? Uh, maybe something you want to kind of put in a time cap that said, oh, hey, this is what I said the afternoon before we did that um, I'm sure to be infamous episode. Oh, well, you're, you're, too, you're too kind. Uh, I'm, I mean, first of all, on this episode, I like that you keep calling it like a big one because it, 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 I mean, they're all, they're all big events, but this one I've kind of treated as a birthday gift to myself in that it's, it's low pressure, this one. So uh, what do I think is going to happen? I think everyone's going to have a good time. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to shout about the goddamn news. Um, I'm really excited. Uh, our cast is really fun. There's a secret joke that was thrown in there for one of our performers. who She's read the script, but now we've re-edited it. So she's going to uh, like have a positive meltdown with that line. So when Lydia Manning does the Mamma Mia Papa Pia thing, which is <laughs> one of her favorite catchphrases. Um, and then in the pre-show of the Portland version, we do a fake wrestling show. I mean, all wrestling, you know, is predetermined. Right. But it's fake because we don't do any flips or anything that would require us to get insurance or training. And, uh, hey, here's what I'm going to tell people. Uh, so it's going to be a tag team match uh, between um, uh, myself and Jaron George versus uh, uh, the Witch Wives, who are the current tag team champions. Right. And, hey... Jaron doesn't know this, but I'm going to turn on him. So, oh, no! Uh, yeah, hey, oh, Jaron. He'll hey, turn! Jaren. Yeah, I was pretending to be a face this whole time. I was pretending to be nice, uh, but I'm tired of the charade. So now I'm going to charade on him in the past. Uh, so that's what's going to happen. Um, yeah, so that's a time capsule. I, I, I love it, Chris. I just appreciate that every time you're on my show, you take the opportunity to promo, and I am here for it every mm-hmm. time. I love it. <laughs> oh, oh, I <laughs> I got it. Oh, I, I, it's never not fun to promo. It's, you should do it sometimes if you get a chance just for the fun of it. Yeah. Um, a promo is fun. Um, yeah, so that, that's what's going to happen. It's going to be nice. 
like it's going to be like the shows are never relaxing, but like this one is a less bells and whistles show. Mm-hmm. Like I do bells and whistles for so many of them. So instead of making my birthday show less of a, it's a reverse instead of it being a big thing. This one is like, Hey, let's just have fun. I mean, that's kind of why we're doing the newsroom, which is a show that look, I like the news. Well, I don't like the newsroom. I, I, I know people out there like the newsroom, Yeah, but like, it's not really a show to like that. It's going to flood the audience. Like our January Portland show is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And like that one, it's like, that's like, that's a, you know, yeah, you, if only we had a bigger venue. I was going to um, say, yeah, you're going to, you're going to pack it out. They'll be stacked to the ceilings for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just in Portland. But you want to talk about Seattle, yeah? Well, I do. But uh, but before we before we get there, let's uh, let's mm-hmm. do a, a, just a kind of a, a quick catch up. You know, so um, how yeah. was uh, how was Haha Fest? Oh, it was. Uh, oh my God, it was uh, it was a blast. It was last year, like it went wildly successful, and we were kind of shocked at how successful it was. And then this year, uh, that tradition maintained, and it was wildly <laughs> successful. Like to a to a surprising degree, I don't. Uh, I still don't really understand where all these people come from that come. But uh, mm-hmm. like we had thirty three shows, and they all did well enough, uh, and that was really cool. We got a lot of good podcast stuff. Mm-hmm. We did uh, this. We had a spectrum there that was special. Where we did three episodes, each with its own cast in a row, so it was thirty people. Wow. Um, and we had Ron Lynch, who was like from like Adventure Time and Bob's Burgers. We had him do, like, he was in each of the cast. Um, so we started off as, like, a men's rights activist, Care Bear, in one. And then in the <laughs> second one, he was the brain from Pinky and the Brain. Mm-hmm. And then in Care in uh, the third one, we did Thundercats. And oh, Ron, so we had him, this, like, very talented, accomplished voice actor who did, like, these two really great characters. And then for the third one, we had him play Snarf. <laughs> and his only line with variations on saying snarf. Uh, <laughs> so that was that was a blast. The whole festival was just really good. The, you know, Portland and Pacific Northwest comedy community is just full of really talented, innovative people, and I love it. So <laughs> I'm still recovering. It ended a week ago, and, you know, we're, you know, this, this, this. I'm, I loved it. I'm glad it's done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm glad it's not going to happen again for another year. I mean, <laughs> it's going to happen in a year, but... Um, it's gonna happen <laughs> yeah but glad i don't have to think about it. well i do have to think yeah. glad i don't have to i guess i'm never i'm just i'm glad i can pretend that i don't have to work on it right now when in reality i do <laughs> um <laughs> that's fun it's fun it's, it's very inspiring and mm-hmm. the amount the people that worked in it were all angels you know that's, you know big ups to shannon hunt and all that jazz you know yeah <laughs> That's awesome. A uh, mm-hmm. uh, couple things. One, one. Mm-hmm. I I appreciate that you're always on the hustle. You know, always got <laughs> all of them irons and all of the fires. Um, you know, I mean, I I get exhausted just uh, keeping up with your Facebook because you're just like constantly on the move, just always doing I, stuff. It's <laughs> I I really wish I wasn't. <laughs> like I love it, <laughs> but like, well, the the there's too many there are too many supportive people that have helped. Like. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've stopped doing like weekly or monthly comedy shows except for Spec Script. Mm-hmm. But now it's like Spec Script is just always going to, is now in like a lot of festivals. And I find it really hard to like not do as many festivals as I can. So it's kind of, yeah, like it, it's luckily right now, I guess I do have a, a, a His Dark Materials podcast. 
but I don't really promote that on purpose. Um, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, uh, just because it's nice to have something that you just do for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, it's nice. Uh, it's that thing you were talking about where it's like if you, the more you're moving, the less stressful it can be. It's momentum. Yeah. And I mean, it's just been 2019. It's been a great year for Chris Hotomy. Like, I don't know, I've just gotten in a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of yeah. good festivals, gotten to work with a lot of really talented people. Um, yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, That's awesome. Yeah. Well, well uh, speaking of existential dread, um, yeah. uh, so you've uh, you've got a milestone birthday coming up uh, this week. Oh yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah. so happy early birthday! But uh, um, yeah. and any uh, any thoughts you want to share before you before you turn the corner and uh, uh, trade your youthful exuberance for mm-hmm. the AARP card as you oh. as you as you uh, <laughs> like so much spoiled milk go past pull date and, and uh, become <laughs> become the dirty 30 <laughs> Ooh, so lyrical um when i uh about in the 20s uh i guess this is the advice i've been feeling kind of all year and i see it a lot especially in comedy but uh is that no failure really matters unless it's like a really big fa- like unless you do something horrible like don't like like don't kill anybody you know don't <laughs> hurt people but like yes, no please, professional no. fit yeah, but like no professional failure is an apocalypse. Like I remember when I started comedy, like I got like mad at a date once because they were rude to an open mic host, and like they shouldn't have been rude to an open mic host because it's, it don't be rude. Um, right. but like at, when I was like twenty three, I'm like, oh no, like you're, you're if this open mic host thinks that like this like person I'm on a date with was mean to them they'll think i am and that's the end of my career <laughs> and like I, that that often sticks with me where it's just yeah. like i've had good stuff happening consistently throughout this the the tw- my 20s but like spec script is only three years old mm-hmm. and we only started getting into like festivals basically a year ago um and like we've only i've only been brave enough to ask like really big names to do it like about a year ago and like you know, the festival that I'm working on, it pretty much only started a year ago. So, like, not, not, not that nothing matters, Yeah. but everything that seems cataclysmic in the moment, people forget about, partly because people are empathetic and care and understand, and everyone has struggles and everyone has failures, so people won't judge you too harshly. And also, people are narcissists, so they don't, <laughs> they, like, they won't, they won't care too much, so... If you're working on a book right now and you've been working on it for years and you're just like, oh, no, I can't get it right. And if I don't get it right, it's going to ruin my career. Not just just finish it and finish it poorly and then send it off to editors who will either ignore you or tell you to rewrite the whole thing. But just do it because nothing, 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 nothing matters in the best way is that everyone can recover. Mm -hmm. Everything reverts to the mean in some regards. And your big break it could happen when you're 40 it could happen when you're you know 70 it could happen when you're 19 like everything yeah unless you're an athlete and if you're an athlete and you haven't made it by the time you're in your like mid-20s give up uh but um (laughs) try comedy (laughs) yeah well then you can go into wrestling because like you you can just develop a develop a character that that you don't have to move as hard just develop a character that everyone loves like (laughs) Nothing is ever the end, and nothing is 
the an apocalypse. It feels bad right now that you know that yeah. you that your podcast has fallen apart because you and the friend that started it hate each other. But you know that was going to happen no matter what. And also, no one listens to the podcast. So you're fine. <laughs> like, like it's it's all yeah yeah. Just do what makes you happy. And yeah, that's that's my that's my sage. 29-year-old wisdom. I love it. Well, my friend, yeah. you are you are wise beyond your years yeah. for sure. And uh, uh, and and you served up the uh, perfect segue uh, when we were talking about wrestling a moment ago. Let's talk yeah. about SpecScript Seattle returning Ugh. to the Blue Moon Tavern on yeah. uh, Thursday, December 19th. Um, yeah. yeah, so uh, yeah, take me there. What's uh, what's going on with SpecScript Seattle? So First of all, very excited about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, very thrilled. It's going to be great. What's going on with Specs of Seattle is it's taken a bit more time to germinate. We did the transparent episode, and that was great. We did the we did a Smallville episode that was also great. But uh, we've taken two months off because uh, it was festival stress time, and just yeah, it's my I spread myself a little too thin. But then again, the show is bouncing back. So once again, not like a 23 year old me would have panicked if I had missed two months of a show. But uh, yeah, it's uh, so now we're coming back with a big splash. We have Derek Sheen writing it. And Derek Sheen's one of the, you know, OG beloved icons of Seattle comedy. He's a great peach, really fun to work with really, really undervalues himself in that good way where he doesn't cost too much money for someone who is as talented and beloved as he is. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, I love Derek, and he's writing Survivor, which is it's shocking that he's never seen. And I think reality shows are always really fun because you always get some people who are like, "How are you re- like doing a reality show?" Even though you know they are, they are also scripted yeah. narratives. They that, and it's just fun, and it's it's fun to play with. Uh, it'll be interesting. He he told me he has a really good idea, which scares me. <laughs> um. But yeah, we we have that, and then the cast. Which, if I can dive into the cast, you know, actually, uh, uh, before you jump into the cast, uh, because yeah. uh, I, I've been negligent in my hosting duties, as folks are mm-hmm. patiently listening all of these several minutes talking about existential dread and and new <laughs> home ownership and all this other nonsense. So, since every every podcast is somebody's first podcast, um, oh, it, God, it, yeah. in a real quick nutshell, <laughs> what is Spec Script? So SpecScript is a live podcast where a cool person, usually a comic, writes an episode of a TV show they've never seen, and then a cool cast of people read it aloud on stage. It's, yeah, pretty much that. It's basically any show that has any kind of hold on the zeitgeist is mm-hmm. subject to being done. Like we've you know, done Baywatch, Game of Thrones, uh, I just Breaking Bad, of course. We just were doing Newsroom tonight. Yep. Uh, anything you want. Keeping up with the Kardashians, so yeah, we just grab cool people to write it, and they have to have never seen the show. You know, they can have seen a couple minutes, they could have seen the trailer, they could have seen a parody, but they're not. They could have seen a spinoff show, but they can't see the show. And then yeah, and it, you know, usually episodes are around forty-ish minutes, usually around twenty pages, and there it's a fun writing exercise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been told by some people that uh, it's interesting that they often develop, de- devolve into the writer using it as a soapbox, <laughs> or either something that they care about 
sincerely on a political level or a pet peeve about something very small, like mm-hmm. too many pillows being uh, used in modern uh, decor. <laughs> and yeah, it's just it's it, it's a wild ride, really fun, and it happens. It's happening all over America now. Yeah, yeah very yeah. much so. so yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, so and again, that is going to be uh, Thursday, December nineteenth at the Blue Moon Tavern yeah. at Seattle. It's going to be mm-hmm. Spec Script Seattle colon Survivor, and Survivor. and this is uh this episode is going to have one of the your all time greatest cast. It's uh it's so awesome. Oh, so yeah. let's so let's go there because I uh um I'm mm-hmm. really excited to hear about who's going to be on the rundown this time. Yeah. So it's just I'm gonna I'm gonna build up to the to the to the guests that I'm super excited yeah. for. I mean I'm excited for all of them. And we have El Sanchez who is also one of like the the best and brightest comics of the Pacific Northwest, and they're really cool. They've been one of the coolest. They've been around for a great time kicking butt, and they uh, were one of the first people that was super cool to me when I started comedy. So El Sanchez is there. El Sanchez is great. Allison Lazat, who's a great uh, comic from Seattle, who's been a big supporter of the show we got ethan hd who i assume you know i do uh, actually i uh you know and and to tangent for just a sec um you know i i recently did uh ethan was on my show when he was um uh, transitioning he and his wife uh uh, stephanie Mm -hmm. they were transitioning into ownership of uh destiny city comics in tacoma so it kind of helped him uh them kind of get the uh get the word out on that um and yeah we we've since kind of become fast friends i saw him at jet city comic show uh popped into the shop a time or two and yeah he's uh he's just good people uh uh, he and he and his wife Stephanie, they are they are awesome. So yeah, he is a he is a cool dude. Yeah, he seems really cool. And Destiny City Comics seems like a very important and vital uh, resource to the community. Uh, so yeah, he's he just seems like a great dude. And I've heard I've been recommended to work with him by a bunch of people. But uh, you know, it's that's the big problem with Specs is you get a lot of people who want to do it. And yeah. it, but I'm really glad to work with him. So he's also a great wrestler uh, mm-hmm. in in Seattle. Does a lot of stuff with Three Two One Battle, which is a great local promotion. We got Nicholas Radford, who is also a great local wrestler, who does like he does uh, what's it called, like fan, erotic fan fiction or slash fan fic? fiction, <laughs> like what? slash yeah, fic? slash fic about other wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. when they smooch. Uh, <laughs> I think yeah, yeah. I've read some of it. I, my, uh, I, I have friends who are way more versed in fanfic universe, and I, I for someone who does a podcast that is low key kind of fanfic, uh, <laughs> uh, I should know more about the the, the stuff. Um, but yeah, Nicholas Radford is really cool, really great. And then uh, let's see, Joshua Chambers, great comic, great wrestling fan. They're on the show too. We got uh, Riley McCarthy, who's a comic and wrestling fan, Portland. Portland great mm-hmm. Riley McCarthy who just uh just is great wrote our House of Cards episode then uh, of course Shane and I will be there Shane Hosey my co-host mm-hmm. uh, Andy Iwancio great comic out of Seattle the co-producer of Spectrip Seattle all that all those people and then we got arguably or inarguably our biggest guest that we've ever had and I'm just I cried when she said like for real I actually cried mm-hmm. when she sent uh, her email saying, yeah, she'd be down to do it. Uh, but we got referee Aubrey Edwards <laughs> reading. And to, to some list, I, I assume, 
to most of your listeners, they don't know who she is. Not because not because she's not well known, but because uh, her star has risen really quickly, really fast. But yeah. it's in the world of wrestling, mm-hmm. so there are a lot of people who hey. To your listeners, you should check out AEW on TNT. It's really good wrestling. Um, but referee Aubrey Edwards is this the best referee in all of wrestling. And I know that, that seems kind of weird if you're uninitiated, but basically, like, since wrestling is a, you know, a fictionalized stage play of combat sports, everyone in it should be a character. But there's been this long tradition, kind of, of referees being almost a race. Yeah. Uh, but... Referee Aubrey Edwards is that she's so good at portraying a character who like is into is into the rules, like is into fairness, is good at counting, reacts naturally, but doesn't like steal focus, which is such a hard thing. Like referee Aubrey Edwards is so good at like at reacting when things happen in the ring to heighten up the emotional stakes. Of what's happening, like if you see photos of her online, she has she does great mouth work where she has great wows, great shocks. Her eye, like it's just a master class in performance of yeah. how to like sell emotion in the ring. And currently, I joke about this, but it's not actually a joke. My favorite feud in wrestling right now is the subtle, like not for like not uh, explicit feud that she's developed with Chris Jericho who's their champion. Yeah. Because he's like a heel and he's like, he's cheating all the time. So naturally that puts her like in contention with him. And Mm -hmm. since he's the champion and she's the main referee of the company, they're often like his matches are almost always with her. And then he's always trying to get one over on her by cheating (laughs) to win. And then she's there like being like, Hey, don't cheat. And this, this great moment, uh, from I can't remember which event it was. I think it was full. No, it wasn't full gear. It was anyway. Jericho's all bloody, mm-hmm. and he pushes her like he. Oh no! So you know he's like going to cheat, and then she mm-hmm. like points at the finger like, "Hey, don't cheat!" Right. And then he pushes her lightly. Oh, buddy! And the entire audience goes like, "No!" And then she like just puts her finger right back in his face, and Jericho just looks so terrified because she in that moment could just be like, "Hey." You're done. You're yeah. done, though. You're just qual- Yeah. Uh, she is so cool. She's been so great to work with in communication. Like, she's been much better communicating than I have been because I get so nervous just talking. To her. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. this person's so cool. What do I say? And then she's like, yeah, I'd love it. Um, so it's just going to be awesome. Like, this is just – SpecScript is so tied into wrestling fandom. Mm-hmm. Like, it's – even when there's not wrestling at a show, I always try to play a little heel. Like we always want chanting, you know, there's, there's, there's yeah. often wrestling jokes weaved into the scripts and it's to have this person who is like low key revolutionizing the art form. Yeah. Uh, who's just expanding it and making it so much like, she's like the person that was like, have you heard about sweet potato fries? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's just, wow, the palette is expanded. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's so cool. And she, because uh, like I asked her forever ago to do it. I was like, because she's from Seattle. She's a, an icon of, uh, she teaches wrestling at the 321 Battle Academy. Oh, very and cool. I was like, ah, oh, like, and the timing didn't work about like when we were uh, launching. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, 
And then I saw that she got signed for AEW, and I'm like, ah, damn. So I emailed her, and I was like, hey, this is, might be like a long shot since you got signed, but we'd love to have you on. And then her response was, yeah, awesome. Like, I'd love to. We just got to check with AEW. Yeah. And in that moment, I was like, ah, damn it, like this multi-million dollar company. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, everyone who works there is great and all, but it's like they, they're getting, like, Sports Illustrated asking them to do interviews so me being like, hey, like, who my like local, my Pacific Northwest local podcast that's kind of hard to explain. So we like, and then, and then they they then then I just kind of forgot about it. Yeah, yeah. And and then they got back, and that was when I was like, I just started crying because like this is so cool, and she's just been so great to like work with. I'm like so nervous because like I wish she had been a jerk. You know? Right, right. <laughs> like, I wish she had, like cause, like there have been sometimes where like I've worked with some like big names who are not like who are not uh not jerks but they're just not as enthusiastic Mm -hmm. and that's less stressful because then you're like well you know what like if they don't have a good time it's like it's whatever it might just be their tood but in this case i'm just she's so cool i'm just very (laughs) excited that's awesome, uh, I, you know, yeah. and I and I can hear it too. I mean, just the genuine <laughs> enthusiasm. But yeah, once once I saw this lineup, I mean, first I saw it, I was like, Space Group Seattle, okay, that that's that's mm-hmm. dope, you know. I, but then yeah. I then I saw it was Survivor, and Survivor mm-hmm. is like one of my favorite shows. That that ish is my jam. Even even mm-hmm. as over the years, it's gotten even more contrived and more ridiculous and, and way too gimmicky. It's like, Oh, now there's like three islands and we'll split you into four tribes and we have all these immunity idols or whatever, you know, the, the, Mm -hmm. the, the game is, you know, uh, um, uh, developed and evolved uh, to the point where it's kind of a joke. But then I, but then I saw this lineup and I was like, Oh, I got to get Chris on the phone. I I yeah. I know there's a story here and I want to get in front of this and kind of guide my listeners there because I think there's a lot that folks are going to be uh going to be excited about. Um so yeah. So, so I guess uh, the the next question I have about that is, you know, um, uh, you talked extensively about how wrestling culture is kind of baked into the DNA of Spec Script, uh-huh. as you know, uh, just the the style of show that uh, that you do. Yeah. But I also remember that um, when uh, the first Spec Script Seattle. Uh, show was coming for uh, Transparent that the mm-hmm. the pre-show was going to take on like a different form than the more traditional Portland show that really kind of mm-hmm. emphasized the wrestling is with this cast I gotta know what uh what are you gonna do with them oh no 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 uh, I still we still want to do the wrestling thing eventually there um it's just we want to make sure the show like is fully established uh-huh uh that's kind of the thing where it's like we it took like four or five shows in Portland for it to actually fully be like, okay, this is what we're doing. And this is part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, we, we want to just make sure that cause it's still hard for me to actually like plan two shows in two States. Of course. Uh, a month while also dealing with my own festival. And <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't, delegate well i'm trying to delegate better um but uh so that that that's what's taking the back seat there okay because once fair. that happens and i'm pretty sure if it honestly happens it's gonna probably happen like after february mm-hmm. like after the uh third year anniversary 
because once that happens, then it's then it's uh, once once we have the third year, then we can maybe start a new narrative where we mm-hmm. have Seattle and Portland feuding build to a <laughs> oh, like a Survivor man. Series thing. <laughs> um, that would be so cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, but we talked a little bit about it, and mm-hmm. here's my thing. Yeah, um, local wrestlers have really enjoyed our our Kabuki wrestling, if you will, or like our our Brechtian wrestling, our our met, our, our our sketch wrestling. But it often does feel while we're doing it in front of real wrestlers, uh, like you know, like we're yeah. we're, we're doing. Like you're showing, you're showing like Gail Simone, like your zine. Yeah. And like, look, like I'm sure Gail Simone would think, wow, this zine is cool. Uh, but you are like showing somebody who's in your head, a go- like, like who's doing real, real stuff. Yeah. Like, like and, if I, if I wanted to get like Kevin Smith to listen to one of my podcasts or something like that, it's like, exactly. it's like, come on. Yeah. And we talked about it a little, and I was like, no, 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 no. I can't do my stuff in front of Aubrey Edwards. Like, I'm not, <laughs> like, yeah, like, she'd love it, I assume, because she seems really positive, really game, and, like, really into, like, goofy stuff. And both uh, Ethan and Nicholas, the other two wrestlers mm-hmm. on the show, both reached out about being involved in that, too. And we've had, like, some real wrestlers every now and again, and but it just, it just, it, it's, it's it's sheer embarrassment. Sure. I, um, so maybe like if Aubrey Edwards becomes like an art friend, the type of friends like you know that you don't really get to hang out with, mm-hmm. but like we like each other enough that you know like if we become that kind of like oh friends that see each other interact only online and months, then maybe um, one day we would have like have her. We would still not include her out of out of honestly fear that that would cause some kind of contract problem. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I don't want to deal with that. Um, I don't want to cause stress for her because uh, it really wouldn't cause us. But, but wrestling contracts, given that Vince McMahon has spent like 40 years making wrestling such a toxic artistic environment, mm-hmm. wrestling contracts are weird. Um, it's, you know, so like everything is like even – noble good or you know relatively honorable companies they still have to be more protectiony and restrictive than like other art forms mm-hmm. um just because it's just been you know it's it's a it's a very vicious uh corporate world Anywho, oh, yeah, sure sure so yeah yeah to answer your question there'll be no i guess there'll be no there will be no actual wrestling or you know comic comedy wrestling right, in right. this show uh, due to sheer cowardice on my on my part, um, uh, I don't want the cool kids to think we're dorky. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, but maybe you know. I I hear you. One day. Well, and, yeah. and, and it's like we were just saying. It's like you know I I've done a number of live podcasts before, and yeah, it yeah. would it would just it it would it would rattle me beyond uh, any kind of uh, comprehension if it would be like oh these uh these big name podcasters that are like you know top of their field yeah they're gonna come by and watch your little show as you as you talk to some of your friends on on the mic and I'd be like uh yeah. maybe how about not. 
not. So I mean, I I totally uh, appreciate that uh, that anxiety and insecurity and just outright fear because that's uh, yeah. You just you just want to put your best foot forward and throw the best party uh, for your guests as possible. And I think with uh, with the reading of the script for Survivor, I think yeah. it's I think it's just going to be a fun party. It's going to be a great yeah. cast. Uh, Blue Moon is awesome. It's a great venue. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's going to be awesome. Again, that is going to be Thursday, uh, December 19th yeah. uh, at 9 p.m. Uh, Blue Moon Tavern there in Seattle. It is Spec Script Seattle Survivor. Yeah. Um, and Chris, I mean, uh, uh, thanks a lot for taking the time to jump on and Mike, chat with you. us for a few. Um, any, uh, you. any, oh, you're very welcome. I, I, like I said, I'm, yeah. I'm always glad to support the projects and, yeah. and yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, being a friend of the show and, and, oh, yeah. And with that, you know, and and you uh, you spoke to this earlier, uh, yeah. but you mentioned that there's there there are no shortage of folks that want to be interested in shows, and sometimes yeah. the logistics get a little crazy. But I, I got to tell you a quick story for. I let you go. Okay, please do. My uh, my my friends uh, for from some of the other uh, Transformers podcasts that I'm involved in, the Autopod Decepticast and uh, and a couple others um, have uh, I, I've we've got some friends that have been writing their own uh, fan fiction uh, comic mm-hmm. book scripts for Transformers, and we've uh, uh, basically it's a continuation of the uh, '80s cartoon and. Um, We've been getting a gang together on Skype and doing these live script readings of uh, of these comic book scripts that my buddies have written, and uh, more or less what I'm saying is I've been I've been dabbling with the voice acting a little bit, Ooh. and I gotta say I'm developing a taste for it. I can understand Ooh. now why people enjoy like the format of spec script so much and kind of doing that that uh uh you know kind of live theater type of thing now really it's just us as we're laughing and drinking and doing color commentary on our own script and our own lines and character it devolves very quickly but um but i i want to put it on the record here now i think i've been more trepidatious in the in the past but you know if there's ever a time that you need a seattle podcaster to jump on um i am i am definitely excited to be a part of uh uh, part of something Mm -hmm. at some point down the line okay well mike i will say to uh you and your listeners and to all the gods uh, (laughs) in heaven and uh uh, in the name of wrestling itself yes uh mike siebert will be on spec script within 2020 it's gonna happen I, i i mean Honestly, you telling me that you've been doing voice stuff, that's great and all, but I really just like your voice in general. Um, Thank you. So your voice is, yeah, your voice will be very, very good at it. Um, Yeah. Uh But but definitely whenever we do, when we just, we're going to do Transformers Monday. I. Oh, man. My, like, just putting this out for, like, the secret or the universe and all that jazz, but, like, I'm saving, like, I'm saving Transformers, hopefully, somehow, for uh, if we get a chance to get Lindsay Ellis on. Yeah. That's just my, that's my, uh, uh, that's my, we reached out to Lindsay Ellis when she was in town for XOXO Fest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she unfortunately was like, no, I, I can't do it because, uh, you know, valid, because she was doing a, a festival. <laughs> um, 
And hey, that's valid. And I think if she had known the show, it would have been actually a great way to just like take it easy. Um, uh, but I, I understand uh, not, if you don't know the show, then it's just like, oh, I don't really want to do another thing. But um, like, hopefully we'll do packs again. And if we can get packs and do Transformers, which I don't know if that directly translates, but mm. who cares? You know, right, uh, right. <laughs> I mean, it, it's similar fandom. I mean, like if you look at a Venn yeah. diagram, I mean, there's there's mm-hmm. a lot of purple in there. So yeah, 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 um, yeah. So that that's my goal. And if that oh, happens, cool. I, I give you my blood oath that you're on a trans, uh, you're on Transformers. But oh, we'll also get you on before before 2020. You're on uh, you're on um, the the what's it called? You just have to deal with that problem that a lot of people deal with. Yes. Is that they're just uh, too many guys. Yeah. Too many guys yeah. out there. Yeah, it's, it's it's we're awash with guy casting. Like it's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I'm I mean, a I'm I'm a white dude in a space already full of white dudes. So yeah, no, I talent, totally understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of and like like yeah, and and to to any any listeners who there are a lot of those white dudes are very talented. There's sure. just too many. Ta- yeah, the um, it's it's uh yeah, that's the big problem. Um, but uh. Yes, yeah, so uh, we'll get you. Uh, that's a blood oath, a swear, a vow, um, and thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Well, uh, uh, Chris, before I let you go, um, any uh, uh, parting thoughts? And uh, go ahead and leave us with the cattle call of the where we can find you on the Internet and on the social medias. Okay, so parting, uh, parting calls or parting wisdom is, hey, just have fun and Life is good and play Death Stranding if you uh, are depressed because uh, I don't play many video games, but that video game helped me through uh, a, a bleak time. And uh, then uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. Hey, if you're like, then here's this plug stuff. Well, yeah, so Spectrum Seattle is December 19th, 9 o'clock, Blue Moon. It is free with a suggested donation. So uh, because, you know, you know, why not? And yeah. also, a podcast sounds better when. <laughs> everyone when it's, it's packed with people who have the money to buy alcohol uh so uh come to that and then uh yeah just check out spec script on everything on like instagram we just spec script on other platforms respect script show yeah check us out uh we got a lot of good episodes you know our our seinfeld episode seems to be the most popular so check that out but uh to seattle listeners who might like something cool you should check out the episode i wrote for pact which is sonic the hedgehog and that one uh stars left at london as sonic the hedgehog and that's my other favorite uh guest we've ever had uh <laughs> but other stuff you know if you like uh, his dark materials a show that doesn't seem to actually have that many like it's not really capturing the zeitgeist i don't know why but uh check out my podcast with iris gorman and eric klein uh called the golden podcast Nice. Um, which is just about talking about that show. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And then I'm on stuff, various stuff as Chris Hotamy. To your listeners, that last name is K-H-A-T-A-M-I. And I try to do better on Twitter. Um, so, yeah. Very Thank cool. Thank you, Mike. And Yeah. You're welcome. Well, uh, let me uh, let me let you go so you can get back to uh, prepping for the big show tonight. And uh, yeah. um, since I won't talk to you before, um, have a happy birthday and have a have a great hey, show. Thank you. Well, thanks, Mike. This really this is really fun. I, I, I said it before. I'll say it again. Uh, and your listeners definitely know that you're uh, 
like kind of boundless enthusiasm and exuberance really just picks up my mood. So awesome. thank you for being a good podcaster. You're great. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you, Chris. I really appreciate uh-huh. it. We'll, uh, we'll catch you around the way. All right. Okay. Oh, Mike. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. Make good choices. You too. Bye. <laughs> you too. Bye. No mail today. Nobody likes you. Let's show Mike some love. Right into the mailbag at mikecyberradio at gmail.com. And of course, the spelling on that is S E I B E R T. You've got mail. Everybody loves you. All right, man, tell you what, let's close out the show with some shout outs. Shout it, shout it, shout it out so as you heard me briefly mention a little bit ago uh, during my conversation with Chris, um, I also talked about this uh, uh, at the end of last week's podcast as well. But this last weekend, I had the opportunity to be a part of two different Christmas themed Transformers podcast episodes. It was so much fun. Uh, Greg and Yoshi invited me to be a part of the script reading along with Aaron, Ryan and Caleb from the Autopod Decepticast. Uh, we recorded the reading for issues. Issue number five of Transformers Reanimated, a Transformers Christmas Carol. Now, uh, you probably remember Yoshi and Greg were uh, were guests a couple months ago, uh, back during episode two twenty nine, uh, to talk about this this really fun fan fiction project uh, that they've been working on for the last few months. It bridges the gap between the end of the second season of the cartoon and the events of the Transformers the movie. Uh, but instead of listening to me ramble on and read through the copy points, I am just going to send it over to the AP. PDC's Aaron, uh, who cut this fantastic promo spot for their show. Aaron here from the Autopod Decepticast. Are you like me and wondering what the hell happened in the G1 Transformers universe between season two of the television show and the movie? Uh, That time span is 1986 to 2005. That's 20 years, son. A lot can happen in that period of time, and they never explain it, not in any of the media, comics, television. That's that's downright problematic to the franchise, if you ask me, but it also presents an opportunity for creativity, character, and world building. And that is where our friends at the Transformers Reanimated come in. Based on the original cartoon series, the Transformers Reanimated bridges the gap between the end of the seminal second season of the television show and the 1986 movie that defined all of our childhoods. You've got authors Yoshi from Transmissions and Greg from Unfunny Nerd Tangent, and together they're releasing each issue of their comic series along with cover art by today's top Transformers artists. And you know what? They're doing it for free. Free of charge for your reading and nostalgic pleasure. Don't have time to read? No big deal. Illiterate? Hey, don't worry about it because you can download the hilarious audio read-throughs of each issue. Audio read-throughs, I might add, that we, the Autopod Decepticast, often contribute to. So please check out their first five issues now with many more to come by visiting TransformersReanimated.com. That is TransformersReanimated.com. One more time, TransformersReanimated.com. Now that's a sexy read right there. Um, so yeah, so we uh, we all read through issue five again, titled "A Transformers Christmas Carol." And incidentally, I, I didn't re- really realize this until uh, until we got into it, but there wasn't a Christmas-themed episode of the original Transformers cartoon. So that's so that in in Greg and Yoshi's uh, efforts to fill in the gaps. Uh, in 
in between the show and the movie. This is one of them. The, there was no Christmas episode, so they wrote one. Um, anyway, it was, a, it was a ton of fun, and it features our very Australian friend Greg as Trax uh, doing his best Thurston Howell third voice and a lot of other fun voices, too, including a cameo from everyone's favorite ghost of the iconic moment. Uh, check out TransformersReanimated.com to download and read the script. Uh, you can follow along during the uh, the uh, recording. Um, I, I'm really kind of trying to avoid uh, using terms like performance and production, but I promise you it is a ton of fun to listen to. And if uh, and if you have uh, half as much fun listening to it as we did recording it, then we had twice as much fun as you. Um, a Transformers Christmas Carol also features cover art from veteran Transformers and Marvel UK artist Lee Sullivan. That's uh, it, It's a really cool, striking image. You've probably seen us share all over the social medias it's it's tracks uh trapped in a snow globe and a a very uh marvel uk megatron looking especially menacing over him it's it's super cool um all of that is available right now for free at transformersreanimated.com and i also had the opportunity to record with my robo bros from springfield uh for their upcoming Christmas episode of Autopod Decepticast. Uh, like I mentioned before, I can't spoil the skit that we did. Um, it's uh, it's really short and it's a it's our take on a holiday classic and uh, it's it's a it's a shorter part of their larger episode but that was that was that was a, a real blast a ton of fun to do um, so look for that also right around Christmas time autopoddecepticast.com and wherever you listen to your podcast including the same places you listen to Mike Seibert radio and on next week's show we're gonna reboot to the nooch I'm gonna talk about the Jane Silent Bob reboot road show it's finally made its way here to Seattle. I'm going to get the opportunity to watch the movie and participate in the live Q&A with Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. I'm sure I will have at least a thing or two to say about that. And joining me on that adventure will be returning guest Camaro Kev, a.k.a. Thunder, from the Stack of Dimes and You Blew It podcast. Um, expect rampant mispronunciations throughout the entirety of the show, like when we got together to talk about uh, Star Wars and and we kept saying uh, Mandadorian or Mandalorian and and uh, unfortunately that's just kind of how we talk when we get around each other uh, but that is going to be a ton of fun uh, but for now that will do it for this week's episode thank you so much for listening and if you want to listen to our past shows subscribe on SoundCloud Apple Podcast Stitcher or wherever you listen to your podcasts like share rate and review the show five stars please Mike Seibert Radio is produced by Dave Sanders for my guest Chris Hotomy. My name is Mike. This has been Mike Seibert Radio. And until next time, make a choices. You've been listening to the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching at Mike Seibert Radio. Email us at MikeSeibertRadio at gmail.com. The spelling on that, of course, is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. Call into the voicemail hotline at 231-224-MIKE. Once again, that's 231-224-6453. Special thanks to Michael Geisler for our theme music. For more like it, check out ByDoorMusic.com. This has been a Mike Seibert Radio Production. Yeah.
Tasty!